Ready to live at the higher vibrations, where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey everyone, it's Robin Openshaw, and welcome back to Vibe. And today I am talking to a friend of mine I've had for a few years that we've interviewed before on the podcast, and I brought him back because he's finished another really, really cool project. And I've had a number of people tell me that his uh, interview with me in the very early days of the Vibe podcast two years ago was one of their favorites, and it was one of my favorites too. So I was really excited to invite him back. He's the guy who developed Whole Tones, the Healing Frequency Music Project. And he tells the story of a visit to Israel that he considers a divine event that changed the course of his life's work and has caused him to be able to give a lot to others and be very, very instructive in, in, in the frequencies and energies of music. So he tells us a little bit about that. I was really glad to reconnect with him. Today, we're talking about sleep and frequencies. I'm going to warn you that I kind of go all over the place in this interview, I frustrate people with that in my personal life, how I go sideways on something. I usually come back and finish whatever I'm talking about. So don't keep track of where I was. Just know that I'll come back. So welcome back to the Vibe Show, Michael Terrell. Yay. I couldn't wait to um, spend some time with you. I'm so glad we got to do this before you and I fly off into the ionosphere doing something, you know, practical with some other people. So thanks for having me. Flying off into the ionosphere. I am 100% writing that down before I fly off into the ionosphere. Everyone, I was just catching up with Michael because we're friends and this is his second time on the show. I get I get comments from people uh, a number of times saying, that was my favorite episode. Like, I love that guy. I was just jamming on that episode. And so so I'm really glad to have you back. But just to just to say what Michael's talking about is tomorrow I fly off to a conference and I'm moving this week. I'm like sold my house. I'm buying the other house. I'm moving all the stuff an hour away. So biggest move I've done in my life. Yeah. Well, since I was a kid. Yeah. So, um, and Michael has a very exciting project coming up that we might get him to talk about at the end of this interview. So, so you have a huge new project that you just released that I've been loving. Tell us a little bit about how you went from whole tones to helping people with their sleep with whole tones. Awesome question. Well, when, you know, I released whole tones that we've, you and I have talked about before on your show. Um, it was just spontaneous, meaning I didn't really have a prescription for it, Robin. I mean, I knew that it would help people, but I didn't know exactly how. And so when that came out, everybody, like 97% of, you know, the surveys that came back, people said, oh, it really helps me relax, helps me, um, you know, takes the edge off after work and, you know, helps me focus at work. And it was just fantastic. But the one thing I noticed is people say, well, I fell asleep listening to it, but then the drums came in and then the screaming electric guitar. And then I thought, wow, I never created this for a sleep project, I'm excited and blessed that it does help people relax. I mean, my goodness, if you can break stress, God bless you. But the other side of it was, if some component of this could help people with sleep, you know, there's 70 million people as of 2018 in the United States of America, they're suffering with some form of sleeping disorder, 70 million. And a lot of our friends, people that you and I know very well, I have several friends that we share that really struggle with getting eight hours of sleep. Like if they get eight hours of sleep, it was like, you know, they, they found a, a bucket of gold underneath the bed. It's just a magic thing. So I thought, well, how, how, could I, how could I create something that could take a dent, make a dent in that demographic? So um, I started thinking about when I was little. And the one thing I remember, and hopefully I won't get emotional, but I remember when I was a little boy, my mother holding me and singing over me lullabies when I was a little boy. And I remember feeling the vibration of her body in my little body. And I remembered how safe and just otherworldly I felt whenever this woman would sing. Need, I mean, needless to say, she shares my DNA and that DNA was singing over me specific frequencies that she might not even have been 
cognizant of that were soothing my little body and helping me sleep like crazy when I was little. So I thought, wow, what if I could reproduce that feeling, you know, for listeners? And there's a couple things I would have to do immediately. First of all, any transients or dynamics, meaning music louder, softer, faster, slower, I'd have to not create anything with any kind of dynamics or, or transients. The second thing was I'd have to call my drummer and tell him he wasn't needed for this project because um, the drums really, really, uh, they just keep people awake. And sometimes that's a good thing, but in the case of a sleeping project, probably not a good thing. And most of the music itself was, um, I didn't take any liberties with the melodic content for your listeners, meaning I didn't have any extreme melodic shift to where it wouldn't be out of the thirds or the fifths in people's listening range. So it was pretty sing-songy, but like M-O-R, like middle of the road. And when I put that, oh, and not to mention that the first four were traditional lullabies that you know we've all heard growing up, but then I wrote two lullabies, which was never a thing I even considered. And one of my wrote was for, uh, for my new niece that had just come into the world, Gab- Gabriella, and it's called Gabriella. And what's really amazing is that the first time she heard that song, I've never seen anybody respond to, it was like she knew her song. So Michael, let's just back up and talk about, and you know, we talked about this at length when I very first launched the Vibe podcast about your whole journey into the, the light world of energies and how you discovered that there are frequencies to music and that's what makes music healing. And that's what is so mood changing about music. Will you talk a little about that? I mean, I know you can't like write your whole book. I read your book back before I interviewed you the first time, but just talk about energy and frequency and vibration and what that has to do with your work now. And are you, you may be one of the only composers in the world who pays very close attention to the vibration around which you build a piece on. Absolutely. Well, the one, thing that I would say right off the bat is that frequency, even though it's kind of a fringe terminology for a lot of people, like people hear that and they go, woo woo. Oh, that's, you know, it's would be as if, if you and I had our first conversation, I said, Hey Robin, there's this amazing new thing that I just learned how to do. And I want to teach it to you. It's called breathing. You just, yeah, and you hold it and then it's awesome. You should try it. It's like, Frequency is like everything we can possibly think of from exactly that, a thought, or our ability for us to be able to have this, um, this podcast today and connect by computer, or, or me speak and you listen, or you speak and I listen, that all of that is frequency, every thought, every word, even intention. And, but because it's such a foreign thing, um, it takes a lot of research, and about 17 years of my life I spent just really trying to understand vibrations per second or hertz as we from Dr. Hertz, which means how many times some vibratory matter would vibrate within a one second period of time, which we get our music from, we get our notation for music from, we get broadcasting our phone. Usually when I call you, I'm calling you on a 900 megahertz phone. It's interesting how Every part of our life is centered around frequency, but very few people really understand the ramifications of it. So I knew at a young age that music was beautiful. I knew that it could soothe the savage beast. I knew that it could help you sleep. I knew that it could keep you awake, Um, but I didn't see the correlation for many, many years. And so like all other musicians, I tuned my instrument to the tuner you bought at the music store and you know did what everybody else did and wrote music the same way everyone else wrote music and then one day i had a crazy thought and the crazy thought was why do we tune to this frequency where did it come from why do we just buy a tuner and arbitrarily say hey that's where music comes from so i went to a music store and i asked that question to the manager and he just looked at me like i was crazy and uh i said do you have the answer and he says no i've never even thought of the question And then I realized that that question might possibly be a door. It might be something that would open before me where I would finally get some of my questions answered about why music is beautiful, but why I could always tell there was something inherently wrong with it. So long story short, I I get on a plane with a great guy from Nashville and he was having me proofread his new book at that time. And uh, 
so we land in Tel Aviv and he gets really cryptic with me all of a sudden. I ask him if we're going to get a GPS and he says, oh, heavens no, we don't need a GPS. We'll know where we're going. We were sent here. And I'm like, wow. So I'm driving and I have terrible sense of direction. So it's already kind of criminally funny from the get go. And he looked at me and he said, I just have this sense we're supposed to go to Ben Yehuda Street in Jerusalem. And there's this old coffee house that we're supposed to go to because a friend of mine who lives in Tel Aviv that doesn't know that we're in, in Israel is going to meet us there. And I thought, what? Rewind, what did you just say? And I realized that there's people that live completely by, you know, pure intuition or faith. They live their lives by that. And it intrigued me so much that I didn't ask too many questions. I just did what he told me to do. And we ended up at this little coffee house. And when we walked in, I heard some phenomenal piano playing. And the guy that was playing the piano, as soon as I walked in, he was like staring a hole through my head. It was like so awkward. I mean, he was just staring at me and I'm like, oh, great. And um, probably 10 minutes in, I couldn't, I couldn't stare back at him anymore. I just closed my eyes and listened to the music and I recognized some of the songs. And so I realized that this guy was actually playing Christian songs in an ultra-Orthodox coffee house, but since there was no lyrics, he could get away with it. So after his break, he came to the table and he looked at me and said, um, I'm sorry for staring at you, but I just saw a lot of light around you. And I said, yeah, it was a little bit awkward. He said, well, I think you're a believer. And I said, I am. And he said, well, hi. I said, what's your name? And he said, David. And I just started laughing. <laughs> and, um, he said, I, I want to give you my life's work. And I was like, what's your life's work? And he mentioned decoding the Psalms of King David and how he had spent his whole life working on specific tunings and music. And I was like, I was shocked. I didn't even know how to respond really at first. And, and I said, well, what do I need to do? And he said, well, if you can stay here till my next set, um, I'll go out to my car. I put everything in there this morning in a backpack and I'd be happy to, to give it to you because I know you can take it to the next level. And so um, he went back up on the stage and started playing. And next thing I know, the guy I was with, Don, um, turns around and looks at the front door and there's his friend who lives in Tel Aviv, which is two hours away from Jerusalem, who didn't know we were there, but woke up in the morning and said he heard a voice tell him to get to that particular coffee house that his friend was there. And so I'm just in awe of the whole scenario. They're hugging each other. And I just talked to some guy named David that spent his whole life decoding the Psalms of David and is going to give me all of this music. So the next set's over. He comes, you know, back from outside and has a backpack full of music and he gives me a couple different types of music. One is a normal, for your listeners, just a normal what we call tablature or printed form, chord, chord form music. The other was more of an advent guard notation, meaning a lot of, uh, you know, intervallic like lines in certain places, which would denote where the melody was going. And uh, I didn't know what to do with that. The other one was, you know, very familiar to me. So I thanked him for it, you know, brought it home uh, back in the States. And when I started playing the tablature, Robin, I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel anything different i didn't think there was anything to it and then i didn't know what to do with the other form of music so i filed everything away in the filing cabinet and i uh <laughs> i waited for two years to start working on it again and about two years later one day i was in the study and i started thinking about the number 222 don't ask me why i just started thinking about that particular number. And I knew what 2222 meant about the sufficiency of God and the insufficiency of man. And I, I knew that 222 uh, was a really powerful number, but I didn't think about it as far as it being a page number. And I, I looked at a page number in a Bible that was just happened to be on my, uh, my desk and it was all about David. And I just started laughing. I said, it can't be that easy. If I double this, no. And sure enough, when I doubled 222, it was 444, which that frequency replaces the A that we know in the United States and in many parts of the world as what they called standard tuning, which I'll mention in a moment. There's never been a standard tuning, but uh, it's 440 hertz. And uh, suddenly I'm realizing that the A I'm looking for that will change everything is four cents higher, 444 hertz. So 
I had to do some re research to find out why that 440 was just not working for me. Like what would be the reason that people chose that frequency in the first place? And I came to find out that it actually originated in Nazi Germany with a man named Joseph Goebbels, who was the right-hand man to Adolf Hitler, who had actually used that frequency for mind control and for propaganda. It was called the German radio beat. And it, inter it interrupts the circadian rhythm of the human body. And that's why they would use it uh, for the opposite of what I do. Instead of helping people sleep, it would actually help induce insomnia and, and, and um, you know, cause all kinds of uh, psychological imbalances. So I was ecstatic when I realized that I had found an A to replace that A uh, that is now 444, which was just the beginning of the frequency center or the tuning center for what we know today as whole tones music. Okay, so back to your original asking the guy in the music store who worked there, say, why do we tune to this? Why do we tune to, let's see, is it 440? Yes. You correct. now you now tune to four, 444, which is soothing, healing. And, and, and talk a little bit about how you discovered that there are these seven healing frequencies because it was Got in it. your original music and then now you have gotten rid of the drums and have you written your sleep whole tones to the same frequencies, but without anything that would possibly wake you up? No, there's some new frequencies there too. Okay. Tell, tell yeah. us all about that. So then all of a sudden, you know, all the lights go on, all the Rubik's cube colors, all are, you know, lining up. Everything's making sense because now I can answer that question that baffled the music store manager of why everybody tunes to 440 hertz and where that came from. Now I knew where it came from and now I knew why I felt there was something inherently wrong with music and I felt that it was my job and my passion now to do something about it. So once I realized that I could replace that A equals 440 with A equals 444, what happens you'll find in frequency is like anything else, there's frequencies that can do great, great things for people, especially you know on a cellular level, health and wellness. And there's frequencies that can do great harm, Robin. There's frequencies that are being used in HARP uh, in Alaska that have done just, they're basically trying to weaponize frequencies, which you can. I mean, you think about everything good that a frequency can do, and there's other frequencies that, that are unbalanced and uneven that can cause all kinds of issues with the human body and even you know, physiology of buildings and plants. And so I realized that I needed to figure out the background of why this frequency works so well, 444. And then I found out that, that there's hundreds of friends and it's all about mathematics, which is one of my favorite topics, but um, everything has to add up. And if you remember a guy named Nikola Tesla, he made a great statement. He said, if you understood the magnificence of the three, the six and the nine, you would understand the construct of the universe. So I immediately realized that when I applied 444 to the skein of Pythagoras, which just simply means, you know, in the linear sense, adding up those numbers and then, uh, which would be what, 12, right? And then add the integers, one and two, you have three. So that frequency added up to three. So all of my frequencies harmonically add up to a three, a six or a nine, and all of them mathematically are harmonic with each other, meaning for your listeners, that when you have a frequency, you want something that's balanced, that's soothing to the body. You don't want an unbalanced frequency that causes you know, the opposite effect of insomnia and or um, all kinds of nervous uh, issues and problems with the body. So that's where um, the rest of the healing frequency tones came from for the first project. But in the second one, it was, I actually have a book now. I haven't shared it with you. I haven't really shared it with the public at all, but I actually have a book of over a thousand frequencies that are positive to the human body. And so I've got, you know, I'll be making frequencies until I'm a fertilizer. I got plenty to go. But um, with the sleep project, there was a couple things that I wanted to do that was different. And for your listeners that know who Royal Rife was, he had a tonic frequency. And it was 120 hertz. And it was one of those for all that ails you frequencies. I mean, you read things all over the internet all the time about this guy that cured cancer when curing cancer wasn't cool, you know, and it was Royal Rife. And one of the frequencies he used was uh, 120 hertz. So I combined that for the first time in Whole Tones history, I combined that frequency with its cousin, which is a high frequency, 963 hertz. And uh, 
wow, the results were shocking to say the least. Um, that song has been hailed as the song that no one will ever hear the end of because people, it's a, it's a 30 minute song and people are usually asleep within five minutes. So everyone I know that listens to it goes, I'd really love to hear that song, but I've never heard the end of it because they're already asleep. And I've added um, uh, like three other uh, new frequencies on, on that project too that really lend themselves to um, calming the brain at night, which is a huge thing about frequencies, neuroplasticity and the ability to be able to defrag that spurious information that keeps us trying to you know, solve the world's problems at three o'clock in the morning when we should be sleeping. There's specific frequencies that help us to turn our brains off when we don't need them, like when we're sleeping. So there's a couple of quick differences right there. This is interesting because you've brought up a few things that we sh kind of the light side and the dark side of the energetic spectrum and how there are frequencies that are harmful. And I may not entirely remember the Royal Rife story. I mean, Royal Rife developed a, a device. He was getting like 100% cure rates with cancer. Yes. Somebody came in and burned the place down. Before he died, he was never able to rebuild it. That's the very sexy story in a nutshell. There's dozens and dozens of brands who claim to have the original Rife machine, which sort of probably isn't possible. But, but right. the, the point is that the man had discovered that there are frequencies that heal and frequencies that kill. And I thought that the Royal Rife machine or the Rife machine was mostly focused on frequencies that are uh, pretty deadly to cancer cells. And so y you say you kind of jump off from there combining the 120 hertz with the 963 hertz. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, we're getting really esoteric. We're getting a little bit technical, but I think it's really interesting to talk about the the light side and the dark side of this whole issue, because we we're living in the, in a very crazy time where, you know, most people are sleeping with their cell phone emitting and yep. several other devices while they're trying to sleep. Like you're putting chaotic frequencies into your energy field that is supposed to be in a vibration to sleep for eight hours a day and then expecting everything to work really well. And so your solution, the, the, the whole tone sleep solution, which we sent um, an email out to our subscribers, you know, about half a million people a couple of weeks ago, and they went crazy for your sleep product. And we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I want you to talk a little about this 120 hertz and 963 hertz and a little bit more about how this Royal Rife thing. Well, it's like you said, it's really exciting. It's, it's both bitter and sweet and, you know, you're knocking it out of the park. You know, that's the way our culture is today. You know, I, it's almost like we woke up one day and everything we believed is challenged and that, you know, we, we thought we, we woke up one day and the world went nuts. I mean, everything that's, it's like downside up. One of the reasons is, is, is because of how people are, are utilizing frequency. Most people like now they call me the expert on frequency. I don't know about that, but I do know that I understand how it works to such a degree that I realize that it's absolutely impossible for any of the human functions that we know, uh, including how our brain works without frequency. If there's no frequency, there's no brain activity. If there's no brain activity, there's no autonomic, uh, autonomic response in the human body uh, and no cellular response. So thus, without frequency, there's no life. And What's interesting to me and very nefarious at the same time is that people can bypass that thought that there's actually people that think this way instead of wanting to help the world and heal people, that they're actually thinking for the very thing that I just said, that we can actually interfere with life and steal life and make life less than by utilizing certain negative frequencies. And so it's not really that hard to understand even in our our everyday life. I mean, the first time I met you was, um, was uh, at the Consumer Health Summit. And I loved you the minute that I saw you. And I wanted to talk to you because of what you carry. I didn't know what you carried, but I knew that it vibrated at the right frequency. And I was very attracted to that. And I think that all of our listeners today have been in positions where that and the opposite has happened. They've been around somebody maybe at work or, and you couldn't get away from them fast enough. It was like you didn't have time to cultivate a relationship to know whether you like them or not, but whatever they were energetically carrying was definitely negative and you want to get away from it. Like Debbie Downer, you know, draining the battery or the opposite. 
Like everybody calls me helium because when I get around people, they don't want me to go because I can bring them up. And that's exactly how frequencies work. Frequencies in their own right when they're balanced and positive and, you know, and we'll actually get into how they affect your body too, which would be cool. But if you're around people that are high vibe people, man, they're going to pull you up and they're going to pull you out of whatever that negative place is where your negative thinking, which are what? Frequencies, hello, where all that stuff is exacerbated. And then you can do one of two things. You can be repelled by that person or you can help that person. If that person's open and they get in your space, you're going to take them on a trip. They're going to come up to where you are and you can bring them there. Yeah. Yeah. You know know how that works. Well, I do. And you and I have talked about this before and how we we went deep places very, very quickly. And I want to mention something you said before. Like I literally just got my pen out and wrote it down that the guy, David, the piano player who said, I want you to take my life's work and move it forward because he's recognized an energetic fit in you without knowing you. Um, you, you, he said to you, I, I saw a lot of light around you. It's the weirdest thing, Michael, but I, I got my boyfriend to turn off his, uh, put it, put his phone on airplane mode and slowly, like he's, I've been getting him to drink the Kool-Aid. He's done the green smoothie girl detox. He's doing the green smoothies. Even he's even making them himself and not expecting me to make them all the time. He even did a coffee (laughs) enema on the, on the green smoothie girl detox. But another thing I've gotten him to do is when he complains about it, I just didn't sleep well last night. I was like, would you just turn your phone off? And st- it actually stopped texting me right now. Cause I know you're about to fall asleep. Just like turn your, your phone on, um, on airplane mode. And he started doing that and he's been sleeping a lot better. And so I've been explaining why. And last night I got out my book by Ari Witten that I've been reading. Mm. I, ha- I haven't started talking about frequencies on the light spectrum with my readers yet, because I'm still digging deep and I'm testing two devices that are near infrared and, and uh, and red red light therapy, but I was showing him this chart of how the literally thousands of research studies show that that getting that nutrient and it is a nutrient is what Ari's Ari's book has taught me um, of getting this exposure to light that most of us don't get anymore from in in the pineal gland um, yeah. on, on the skin. It, these are frequencies that hurt or that heal. But I have gone up to about six people in my life. I'm tying this all together. I promise. Is I've gone up to about six people in my entire life. And I think the first time this happened, I was probably 21 to 25. And I literally mm. walked up to them and said, hey, I don't know you, but I just want to say, why do you have so much light around you? And John, my boyfriend, said to me last night, he said, I feel, I feel some kind of tingling when my phone is not on airplane mode. And so now, I've, now I turn it off. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. He goes, do you feel it? And I said, I don't. I don't, but I see light around people and I see light spectrums around people and there are different ways to be intuitive. And I think they're all really cool and we should take note of them, even though we may not know entirely what that means. But I think that's, that's really cool that the guy came up and said that to you because I've, I've been like, okay, I know I'm being a weirdo saying to this person, you have a lot of light around you. Has anyone ever said this to you? Like, what does that mean to you? Like, why am I seeing, I'm curious about why I see, I've seen it maybe 10 or 15 times and I've actually gone up and commented to someone, usually someone I don't know about it, but talk a little about that, about frequencies in light and music, like the whole sonic spectrum. Well, it's really interesting how, um, how all of the whole spectrum works because obviously it's not just sound, it's also light. And, if you've ever heard of Kirlian photography, it's basically um, still photography that captures the energy or the aura of whatever the person or animal is in the photography. And so I found it fascinating. Uh, there's been time I, I did have someone use Kirlian photography and I completely whited out the film. And it was so exciting because I feel it inside, but that's like the visual side of an an aperture of a camera opening and light coming in and then exposing the, so to what degree you expose the film would be the amount of light. Um, So to white out the film, that's a good thing. Um, In the case of seeing it too, is that if you look um, closely um, and take the time, you know, most people don't take the time. Most people forget to breathe deeply. They forget to even breathe, they're too busy. So, if you look at somebody just over the crown of their head, you will see, it looks almost like, I don't, for lack of a better term, like the spirit man around them. You can see, uh, it looks like almost a halo around people. Some of them are bigger, some of them are smaller, some of them are more colorful, some of them are transparent. Um, that's basically our life force. And it's not spooky or weird any more than frequency is. It's just, can you imagine, if you've ever been to a funeral, and I've done funerals, and I don't 
I don't relish them. But one thing I can tell you for sure is that that person in the box has no life force left in them, obviously, or they wouldn't be pronounced dead. But there's nothing but a shell. Like when the creature from the sea comes out of his shell, it's just a seashell. You can put it up on your bookcase, but it has no life. So what we're really seeing with, with this light around people is life force. And all of the colors and all of the aspects of that person, it's just like a digital stamp of who they really, you know, a DNA stamp uh, external of who they really are. So the purer the light, the purer the heart, it's a fantastic thing, but here's where it gets exciting. So when you work with frequencies, you know, uh, Tesla had his own frequencies called Pico uh, Tesla frequencies, which were extremely low frequencies, Robin, and they were basically relegated to the physiology of the human body. And because of that, they had to be low amplitude, which is the cousin of frequency, meaning how loud or how much uh, energy can we extend to this frequency? Well, when you're working with physiology, bone, soft tissue, you have to be very careful with amplitude. So a low frequency, if it had a high amplitude, could shake your guts apart. So you have to use very low amplitude, and that is relegated to the, the skeletal system and, and the organs and whatnot. What I do is more of a middle range, which is the soul realm or thought, will, and emotions. Hence why people have such a a quick response to whole tones is it kind of hits you right like if you ever listen to Yo-Yo Ma play the cello, you know, and, and you just start to cry. You don't know why you're crying, but you do. And it's because there's certain frequencies that just nail the, the emotional centers of people. And I have found that if you, can, if you can interact with that part of people, their thought, their will, their emotions, and you can bring them to a higher state, um, that person can spontaneously heal on their own. And then once we get past there, then we get into the spiritual light, which is the most amazing part of us. And then once we exit that, as you said, we enter into pure light and how that light magnifies to the point where, you know, I have a product called Chroma, which is full spectrum light that also has the music with it. And it will grow plants. Um, it will pacify your pets. Uh, it, what it's done to people's plants alone uh, my wife's orchids, like <laughs> it, all around the window where I play, where the speakers are, all the plants in that one spot of my house grow twice as big as all the other ones. And that's the one Jordan Rubin's been using for all of his indoor uh, herbs and mycobacteria for years, growing his stuff for Get Real Nutrition with Dr. Axe. And so, yeah, um, light is the other component of sound. If you can have something that takes you there in sound and then brings you there in light, it's kind of a twofold healing opportunity. We can't survive without the sun. That's why people up north, if you think about it, SAD or seasonal anxiety disorder, a lot of my friends in Minnesota, they have what? Bad vision. Why? Because the rods in their eyes never develop properly. Like you say, why do people in Minnesota wear glasses? Well, it's because they're always in the darkness, man. And so they get seasonal anxiety disorder because they only get the sun for maybe three months out of the year. So if you can get those people into full spectrum lighting during the winter time, amazingly, seasonal anxiety disorder disappears. Guess what else starts to happen? Their vision starts to improve because the rods in their eyes have to respond to the sun more often than not. It's crazy how many things, um, uh, you know, it's even pirates. And I always wonder, why did a pirate wear an eye patch if there's nothing wrong with his eyeball? Well, if you think about it, they spent most of their time you know, sleeping and whatever down, downstairs. And so when they came out in the morning, if you come out in the broad sunlight, you know, without your sunglasses, what happens? You squint, you can't see, and then you see halos. And it's a while before you see a captain, when he comes out from the dark, he's got to go to the wheel and steer the boat. So what he would do was wear the eye patch. And once his eyes acclimated, he could lift the patch and see where he was going. So light's a big deal, man. Yeah, it really is. And you touched on another thing really early on. I This has been a very yang conversation. And it's, uh, and I probably, I know that I make people close to me crazy with the way I loop off from conversations. And when they say, finish the first story you started, I'll be like, I'm going to. So I'm, I'll, I'll come back to this. Don't worry. But you, you okay. mentioned earlier, you're talking about that you knew there was a, I'm putting my own words on it now, but there's this energy transfer from as early as your infancy to your mother. And 
not to keep talking about this conversation I had with John last night, where I started to tell you that there's this chart of all the things that the literature tells us that light frequencies can do to ameliorate or literally get rid of. And I'll bring this content to my readers as soon as I'm ready. I'm still still studying, but can get rid of everything from thyroid disorder to psoriasis to, and this is just, this is just frequencies. And I think everybody listening to this needs to challenge their concept if they still have it, that if I can't see it, it isn't real. Right on. This can't be as powerful as a drug or a surgery or whatever, because it's just too woo woo. I don't understand just because we do not understand it fully and we can't see it with our eyes doesn't mean it doesn't exist. But I was talking to John last night about how neither one of us were breastfed babies. And I was like, you know, there's this energy transfer. And he was, was oh, wow. And, and I don't, and I don't know if like, and for him, he was adopted. And so he's literally never met his birth parents. And, um, I was like, I wonder what that did to us to not have that energy exchange. And you were talking about your mother holding you. And I just think, you know, I mean, we know that like in Eastern European orphanages, when you take these kids out of the orphanage, when they're three, four years old, that virtually all of them have some kind of attachment disorder because they didn't get that transfer of energy. Isn't that interesting? Talk, talk about what you think about that. You're nailing it. All right. So, so yeah. So what happens with, you know, being breastfed is there's so many operations that just in the genius of God, that's how he created us. And there's wonderful things that happen, but probably nothing bigger than what happens in our immune systems. And probably you, you and I, and many of our friends that went full force into health and wellness were because we didn't always feel good because why we had a compromised immune system because why? Because we didn't have colostrum from our mother when we were little babies. We drank a formula out of a bottle that doesn't have the same enzymes and hormonal content. So we are compromised. However, the one thing that can make up for a lot of the emotional side of it is the touch of the mother and the song of the mother, the sound of the mother's voice. I mean, we know we're not, we're not leaving the guys out because guys are responsible for the blood flow and a million other things. But I'm just talking, you know, specifically about what you were talking about, the mother. Um, so you have two things. Someone that's profoundly healthy, like my wife, for example, she had both. She had the touch of the mother. She came from a Hispanic family. Everybody's really touchy-feely and loving. And she got mother's milk. So she was brought up properly. She wasn't a you know, typical child of the 60s, you know, like me, and then probably whatever years, what I won't even know when you were born, but where that teaching was still there that for convenience, because mom had to work, I don't have time to, to, to drain off and, and, <laughs> and create all these bottles of my own milk. I'll just get a formula, you know, that ought to do, because it has all the vitamins in it. Well, it didn't. So you can go a long way in life. I'm a prime example of that. So are you. You can go a long way in life as long as your mother, as long as you had that touch, though. If you have no breast milk and no physical touch and you're left isolated as a child, you have very little chance of having a normal life. So we got 50% of what we really needed and the rest we kind of had to fix it in the mix as we learned more about health and wellness. Yeah, and it's a it's a great um, reminder to us of all the ways that energies are helping us or hurting us, and and so we can get more mindful about them. And so, back to your current project, mm-hmm. you and and anybody who wants uh, to take a look at the original Whole Tones music that just was an international runaway crazy bestseller. I think it's um, I think Michael has testimonials from people in 163 different companies we countries we we told our audience about it i want to say when this right about the time this podcast launched and it was insane it's still insane how much people love this we'll put a link to that in the show notes we're talking today about sleep and michael you're the third podcast episode i've done recently on sleep but you're the one who's talking most directly about vibration i had two like you know like psychologists psychiatrists types talking about sort of the mechanics and the, you know, neurotransmitters and the, you know, the different ways that different people sleep. But with you, I want to talk about what you've learned about sleep and calming and what gets in the way of that and and talk about the Whole Tone Sleep Project. Anybody who wants to take a look at it, get an amazing discount on it, you can get that at greensmoothiegirl.com slash sleep music. Greensmoothiegirl.com slash sleep music. We'll have that in the in the show notes, we'll also put a link to the Chroma project that Michael is talking about. And you can talk a little bit more about the Chroma project if you want to. But I want you to just talk more about why did you do this? You, you mentioned in the beginning sure. 
about you got to get the drums out of it and the things that might wake people up. But you discovered that there are frequencies that are very calming to the nervous system, the energetic system, right? Absolutely. And, and they work in an interesting way. You know, all of us have different sized, you know, your heart's a different size. My heart's a different size. It, like we all don't have this cookie cutter um, design. There's always some sort of atomic weight difference between the human heart from one person to the next or the kidneys, lungs, liver, gallbladder, whatnot. So the, the fun part is realizing what the atomic weight is and then manipulating the frequency, um, not in tonality, but in oscillation, let me explain. So if you hear one note and it's just like, ah, well, it's more like a laser beam and it's gonna hit one particular thing. But if you take that same note and you go, ah, and you oscillate it, what you've done is you've spread that out through the sonic field, thus you're able to touch more people with the same problem versus just that one tone. You've oscillated the tone so it sweeps wider. So. I figured, hey, if I can get that to work properly, I can help a whole lot of people sleep. But there's, like you mentioned, it was so awesome. I actually learned something. I wrote it down about the uh, never thought about airplane mode. I, we try our best to shield ourselves from as much um, you know, EMF here in the house. We have it extremely low, but we do it sometimes. My wife leaves her phone at night in case there was ever emergency, but we're going to put that bad boy on uh, on uh, airplane mode now. But the other thing we have to think about is what is causing our insomnia and or our sleep disorder. One thing that happens with males and females is, is f males and females is hormonal imbalance. And that can be exacerbated through so many different things, not only just nutrition or age um, or gender, but association with um, EMFs and other problems that mess with your uh, uh, Adrenal gland, your adrenal gland kind of like sits over everything and kind of goes, yeah, we'll allow that much, we'll allow that much. So I know firsthand when, my, when I've exhausted my adrenals, I'm a squirrel. I'm completely out of sorts in every way because it's screwed up everything. So some people deal with um, adrenal fatigue. Other people, you know, I mean, when you, like my wife went through the, the goddess stage in the last couple of years, you know, through the menopause thing, that wreaked havoc on her sleep for a couple of years. There's all kinds of different reasons why people don't sleep. So it wasn't just an exercise in, hey, what's a good sound that's going to, you know, that's going to help people lull off to sleep. It's like, what are some specific frequencies that help people uh, with their thyroid? What are some specific frequencies that help people with, um, well, for example, melatonin, let's just use that as an example, or um, GABA. Those have specific frequencies. I can mimic the effect of those things by using the frequency of their atomic weight. I know that sounds crazy, but I can go a step further and this will, and we'll hear about this again from your listeners because I've been doing it now for 10 years, but I can take some uh, reading of a particular substance. Let's just for fun, let's say absolute vodka. Let's use that one because we did this one and they pulled a trick on me, but let's just say I have the, I have the perfect frequency um, measurement for absolute vodka. Okay. And you come over to my house and I go, Robin, are you thirsty? And you go, yeah. And I give you a glass of water. And about 10 minutes later, I go, how are you feeling? And you go, I'm feeling like I just had a really stiff drink and I need to sit down because I'm dizzy. And I go, yes. And you go, what did you put in it? I'm like, nothing. I just energized that water with the frequency of absolute vodka. That's what people don't get about frequency is frequency is frequency. So if you get something with a low surface tension like water, even though it can't hold that charge for more than 12 hours for the time being, I can turn that water into vodka and you'll, and you'll feel the effect of that. So I had to be able to do these things with musical frequencies that while people were sleeping and I don't use any kind of chicanery, there's no like backward masking, no human voices. It's just flat out organic music and the right frequencies added to where when they go to sleep at night, it'll help them shut their brains off so they stop thinking. It'll help them sleep through the night. And in some cases of people that have real, a really squirrely hormone, sometimes it still helps them to be able to relax enough to fall asleep and sleep all night long. So that was the, and it really, where it, you asked me where it came from. So I'm going to tell you, being a musician, people don't understand the lifestyle. But for years, Robin, I would play three or four sets a night in nightclubs, like starting at nine until four in the morning. And 
my sleep cycle was so jacked up that I would go back to a hotel at like five in the morning. Everybody else is getting up and going to work. I'm just going to bed. And I would find back then a TV channel that didn't have a station and get that that hiss sound, put a blanket over the TV and I'd focus on that and go to sleep. It was like my noise machine. And so I had such horrible insomnia for so long that I finally decided, you know what, one of the things I want to do when I saw 70 million other people suffer with that is I want to make a difference in this world, but I definitely want to table sleep. And then it wasn't until later, like I told you when I went to New York and and I'm sitting there and Dr. Oz comes around the corner and starts talking to me and asks me what I'm working on. And I told him, and that's when he made the statement that was a huge confirmation for me. He said, Michael, it doesn't matter what supplement you're taking and it doesn't matter what medicine you're taking. If you're not sleeping six to eight hours um, minimum a night, your body cannot heal. And that was the huge statement, even though it's elementary. If you can't put your body into a place where you give it a fighting chance to be able to heal, you're never, ever going to get better. If you can't, I mean, you can keep popping pills and keep taking supplements and whatever, but if you're not sleeping, you're just wasting the money because your body on its own cannot heal in that state. And I found that fascinating. So, you know, when I was using your original Whole Tones product, I, I, just to bring another open loop, just to close it here, we were talking about how we met at CHS, but so only sort of, but I was super aware of you. And so it's been funny to hear you tell me a few times now in person and on our two podcast episodes we've done together that you felt the same way, but I was just like, who is that guy? And it wasn't like a weird thing. I know that sounds weird to say because I'm single. But, but it was a good, it was a good weird thing. Yeah. And, and also every, <laughs> everybody there was an author. Everybody there is like a best-selling author, a, very much a health and wellness leader. And we were all encouraged to bring our books and everybody could just take each other's books for free. And I only had so much room in my suitcase, I had to get home. And I didn't take lots of very famous people there. I didn't take their books and I took everything you had. Wow. And, and you and I didn't get to spend much time together there. We did, you know, later in Southern California and then again in Southern California this year. But but um, I want to I want to tell you that I saw that light around you. And I, wow. I think that the work that you do comes from a really pure place. And I think that I, I just don't think we can hear it enough times, even though I brought it up a few times on this podcast, that once we understand that we are made of energy and that we are energy, that we have a huge responsibility for the kind of vibration that we take to other people. And I want to put yes. this, this is sort of a weird little aside, but you were talking about how a corpse has no life force. And I talked about this in the book Vibe. And then I promise we're going to come back to the next. I have a million questions I want to ask you, and we only have just a few more minutes. But I, I want to point out that I talked about this in the book Vibe that we would think, and it, and it's true. There's no heart pumping. There's no blood throwing flowing through the veins. The cells are not producing ATP in the mitochondria. But if you take a little slice of a corpse's flesh and you put it under a high powered microscope, you it's moving. The stuff is moving, and we eat food including absolute vodka, if you consider that food, or some of the genetically modified foods we eat that are at a lower vibration than a corpse. Yes. Something to think about, right? That's huge. And, and, and you're, <laughs> you're kind of in that space with music, and you talked about the evil that was done by Joseph yep. Goebbels in the Hitler administration, and uh, you are trying to do the opposite with music. And can you just talk a little bit about who else besides you out there tunes to a different frequency. And you mentioned Yo-Yo Ma, and I would love for you to just touch on why is it that music will dislodge energies in us and literally resolve things? Like we'll listen to music and find ourselves sobbing or going back to old, old memories every time we hear the song. Okay. And there's something powerful there. Let's start there. Um, you know, that limbic connection, it's so cool how that works. It's like, and it's not just music. It can be like, I smell this... <laughs> You, now everybody's going to think I'm really nuts, but I smelled a smell the other day and it reminded me of Bub's Daddy bubblegum that I ate when I was in um, elementary school because the smell was like the taste of that gum. And it's amazing how so many things can, like when I say that music is, is, is the soundtrack of the human life, I'm not kidding because, you know, if you and me sat, you know, some, and I'm sure we will, you know, maybe next San Diego time, just sit out there and we talk, we would think about all the songs that we grew up with. We would think about, we could put a song list together that was almost like our own personal soundtrack. So 
S music brings you to seasons and times, um, fixed times in your life, experiences, limbic connections, smell, taste, touch, other things that are normal functions of the human body. Um, there's so much power in music, but once again, it's all relegated to frequency. And that's why I believe that Joseph Goebbels latched on to that thought was that people find a connection. Like, you know, when you see people that are suffering from Alzheimer's, one of the first things music therapists do is they look for a term, like if, if someone's in their 80s, they look for music from the 40s and 50s, okay? And they'll play some songs and every, every once in a while they'll hit a song and the person's eyes will open and their mouth will drop open. And it's like, oh my gosh, you just awakened part of that brain by using a specific song that it was part of a memory. And so um, I think the same thing happens like when you're dealing with, um, well, let's just use whole tones, for example, and then we'll talk about the other people out there. But let's just use whole tones. The first song, um, part of your name, um, The Open Door. It's the open door for a reason because it's an opening frequency. And when you work, you know, like you guys know about, when you work with, uh, you know, probes, laser probes, whatever, and you're in, in introducing frequency to the human body without music, uh, you need an opening frequency in order for the body to receive other frequencies. Well, in the same way, sometimes there's music that brings us to a place where we can forgive ourselves. What's that worth? A lot. And that's what the first song in the original Whole Tones says, is it helps us get to the place where we feel worthy to receive healing. Otherwise, you're just blasting stuff at yourself and it's bouncing off because you don't really feel like you're ever going to get better. And you don't really believe that you're a good enough person to deserve healing. And none of those things are true. And one of your listeners right now needed to hear that just then. Because a lot of times that we don't realize that that we were created to be healed. Anything that's wrong with us, there's a way to fix it. And the body is so intuitive, given the right space, it'll heal itself. So to take a, a, another uh, shot at, you know, over the bow, I don't know how many people are doing what I'm doing. There's not very many. I did find a guy uh, in Hawaii that was playing in 444. And I wish I could remember his name right now. Uh, and he was tuning all of his instruments to that. But here's the cool thing. Over since Whole Tones came out, U2 has three new songs in 444 and 528, one of my other frequencies. The, um, the Boston Pop Symphony has now changed their tuning of their entire symphony to 444 hertz. So, and I cannot tell you how many people, like from email and around the globe, churches, worship teams, bands, musicians, it's like thousands of them that, that uh, tell me that they heard of you know my music or they they read an article heard a podcast or saw a video and they were immediately moved to change the tuning of their band so i can't tell you how many people are doing what i'm doing right now but i'm certainly not the only guy anymore that's for sure i love it and i was listening to your original whole tones work and i for me it was calming at night to kind of come down and relax and de-stress and it was also i would also listen to it uh, working out. Now you have this new work. But what I think is interesting is that I was listening to it for a long time. And I'm, I'm a musician for crying out loud. I mean, I put myself through college yeah. teaching piano lessons, I didn't notice for a long time, which is I think part of the genius of your pieces, I believe there's seven pieces all around one frequency, it was a long time of listening to it before I noticed that the whole melody is around one single frequency that you can hear, which is one tone throughout an entire piece. Oh, and, and everyone should know that all of his pieces ended up being without him trying to yeah. wait, wait for it. Cold chills down your spine. All of them ended up being 22 minutes and 22 seconds, which you have mentioned that number before. Yep. And also to, to, to make the story even better is that I came to the studio with no music, no sheet music to pass out, nothing but songs in my heart, sounds in my heart. And the first recording studio for the original, um, you know, Whole Tones Healing Frequency Music Project, all the musicians were in isolation booths, Robin. So there was no line of sight. Nobody could see me. I couldn't see them. And all that music that you hear, that 22 minutes and 22 seconds, each song seven times, was all one take without us being able to see each other. And you know it really well, but there is lots of places where the music stops or goes up in crescendo, decrescendos, gets louder, softer, and none of us could see each other. And that just came out in one take. We didn't have to go back and do anything. We would do it. That was it. Move on to the next one. Wow. So did you use 528 hertz in the sleep music? And what, what else is in the sleep music? The sleep music... 
Um, let's see, the new ones, we've got uh, 333 Hertz, which I mentioned was Gabriella's song. And um, that's an interesting, if you do the research on that one, there's some physiology, but the interesting thing is they call it the angelic frequency. And I found that fascinating. I just know that whenever I play it around children, they look in the opposite side of the room and they start looking at stuff. They look at stuff that's not in the room. <laughs> They're not looking at me, that's for sure. So very interesting frequency, super peaceful, and babies love it. Um, Brahms Lullaby was in 174 hertz, which is, again, another Royal Rife frequency um, that you can read about. Uh, there's another one called Sogan, and that one is uh, 396, which is the open door that we just talked about from the original, 444, uh, which is the original. Um, and 528 is a song called All Through the Night. And 528 is such an amazing frequency, especially, I mean, for everyone, uh, because it has a connection to our DNA and, and, and uh, lots of scientific evidence that it actually can start to put together broken DNA chain. But for women, I have found this to be the most fascinating thing. I have had more interviews from uh, wonderful doctors that work with hormones and menopause say that when this is used properly, that it can help balance women's um, hormones and get rid of night sweats, um, you know, hot flashes, irritability. But the funny thing is the ladies that first got it before I realized this and knew how to use it, they were listening to it every day. And I was getting all these emails from, from ladies saying, Michael, I don't understand. I love your music. But when I get to this one, I get really bitchy and irritated. And I don't understand. I want to throw it across the room. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, what do I do? Because that's, I want them to feel good and be at peace. And then I, um, I, I did a big survey and had all those women tell me their ages and what was going on, found out they were all either mid or, or post uh, menopause and all had raging hormone imbalances. I was like, oh, my God, you're overstim you're overstimming. So back off of that frequency and listen to it until it doesn't bother you. And it may like, listen to it once or twice a week max. And then when it doesn't bother you, add a day. Within like a month, I get all these people responding and saying, you're my new best friend, my hot flashes are gone. So it's really amazing what this can do. But it, the point is, you have to experiment with it yourself. Like some people say, well, I listen to whole tones, but one of the frequencies made me feel funny. Well, Robin is the queen of understanding Herxheimer's response. You, you do a body cleanse, man, you can feel so much worse before you feel better. You can have a Herxheimer response and have flu-like symptoms and feel like garbage. And like she mentioned earlier, the only quick way out of that is a, is a, you know, a, a pure coffee enema to bust that Herxheimer's thing loose by cleansing out the liver really fast. The same way with, with this therapy, it's still therapy. It's music, but it's therapy. If you overdo a frequency, you're going to know it and your body's going to say, oh, I don't know about that. But it's also going to tell you, you just targeted an area and you need to be judicious about figuring out how many times a week you should listen to that specific frequency. And then finally, the last one, Angels All Around Us, the song that they say no one has ever heard the end of is 963 hertz and the 120 on the bottom there, which is Royal Rife's tonic frequency. Wow. So interesting and so new to people to think about... Uh to think about frequencies in sound waves and how there's a rare musician or two out there who care about the music that they're producing having an impact. And that's not easy to do when your, your music that you're producing doesn't have words. And this is just something else to learn about, something to explore, something to become really uh, mindful of is what the music that we're listening to is actually doing to our overall energetics. So I know people have been telling you, as you've already sold thousands of this, we, gosh, you were one of my first podcast episodes, probably in the first. That makes me so happy. Yeah, it was such a fun conversation. We have had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people go and buy your original Whole Tones work from that. So we're, we made a link for it this time to be prepared for how popular, uh, Michael's work is. It's greensmoothiegirl.com slash sleep music. I know I have read some of the testimonials of what people are saying who have gotten it. Did you bring some to share with us? Yeah, I have a few if I can share them real quick. Love it. This one comes from, uh, and I'm allowed to use these because I, I, didn't, I didn't pay these people or they just sent these things in. Her name is um, Sue Gravaback. 
And she said, Michael, I love it. I haven't heard it all the way through because I fall asleep every time. <laughs> the music is soft and beautiful and relaxing. And I'm considering listening to it um, during the day at, at, at a time that if I do fall asleep, it's not going to matter. I really want to hear the entire set. I love that. Then this one is from Mary Furlong Coomer. I used my download for the first time last night. I laid there close to sleep, wishing I had not had the volume on my iPad so loud, but in a very short time, it was a non-issue because I was totally asleep. I slept from one o'clock until nine o'clock in the morning. I did wake up a couple times, but only for a moment. Um, Marjorie Compton helps me stay asleep. Oh my gosh, don't wanna wake up anymore at three o'clock. Uh, Lynn Vasquez, uh, the first, at first I was squeamish with the first song. However, I was asleep before the second one even started and slept deeply for seven hours straight. Uh, there's people, man, out there, they would do anything to get, you know, six or seven hours of sleep. Eight for me is like, that's the magic number. But here's one from uh, Mary Lee Weiber. Um, I, have, I have it and I love it. I use it every night for great sleep. I go to sleep to Brahms Lullaby and wake up nine hours later to Brahms Lullaby. I love this. Uh, and finally, using whole tones has allowed me to get off sleep meds after 20 years on Ambien and Trazodone. I can't even emphasize what that does to me because, you know, I don't want to be that guy that, that comes off as a hater, but I am so non-alleopathic medicine. I mean, I really, really am. And I've seen so many people that you've helped, I've helped, you know, many of our friends have helped that their lives were destroyed by being addicted to, um, you know, all kinds of painkillers or sleep products or whatever. When somebody tells me they got off of Ambien and just listened to music to sleep nine hours a day, that makes me cry. I mean, that's like, holy crap, how could life be any better than that when you start getting testimonies with people writing in and saying, hey, I couldn't sleep at all. Now I sleep every night and I'm off my drugs. I mean, isn't that awesome? If that's all you did, if that's the only Ugh. effect that your work had, Ugh. it would be amazing, especially if you have ever looked at, and I hope everyone here who is taking Ambien or God forbid Trazodone, the evidence of of how cancer causing that oh, class of drugs is, is mind blowing. I mean, the, the addictive quality aside and the crazy things that people do on, on Ambien, I don't think people are aware of how cancer causing it is. So it's so dangerous. Amazing. Yeah. So I'm just really thankful that you made some time for me. You're about to leave for what, six weeks in a studio? Like you're getting on an airplane and you have another really cool project coming up. And we'll I'm not even getting on an airplane. I'm, it's even crazier. I'm driving from Florida to Dallas because I'm loading up the gear and then I'm picking up my keyboard player on the way and loading up his gear and then, then driving into Dallas. It'll be closer to four weeks, I think, before it's done. But uh, it's really an exciting idea. It's going to be a real different approach uh, um, for our listeners, for sure. And you're going to the flip side. You're going oh, to energ energizing people with specific, specific frequencies is your ne next project, right? Yes, it's so cool because, you know, it's, it's a blessing, like you said, if that was all you did. You know, when people are saying, hey... We, you know, we love it that you help us sleep and we love it that, you know, our life has become peaceful, but we work out in the gym and we can't listen to your music because we don't want to fall asleep on the treadmill. <laughs> and I experienced, you know, that there's one or two on whole tones I can listen to. But when I work out, I work more of an aggressive workout and weight training. And so I need something that's going to, it's going to energize me and, you know, give me a little oomph at the end. So I, um, I started thinking about whole tones active, not just for the gym rat, but for people like you and me. I mean, and, and I'm 50 something and I, I'm very active. And there's a lot of people that are still, even if they're not in the gym, I mean, they work out, they work out at home or they, they jog run at home or uh, they're, you know, they take care of two, three year olds. I mean, it, it's all relative. But the other thing I found out, Robin, was that a lot of people told me in the work environment that everybody kind of like starts shutting down about 3.30 or 4. There's like the mid-afternoon, you know, just bleh, everybody just passes out. And they said, uh, these are business owners said, we'd love to see what this is going to do to help people stay energized, you know, in the last half of the day. So it's very much a tempo sensitive project. So the frequencies will be accurate and energizing, but even more um, the songs will be up-tempo songs and they'll be tempos that are notoriously used for, for working out in the gym for, you know, everything from, 
from core to high intensity, as low as Pilates, as, as high as, um, you know, like a high intensity or Zumba or whatever. We're going to have a little bit for everybody as far as um, the beats per minute. And I'm arranging it in a way where, uh, you know, you get about an hour and 30, hour 40 minutes of just nonstop music. So that's the new one, Whole Tones Active, and it's for the active people uh, that need something that not only gets them up and ready to run, but also has healing frequencies to help them heal at the same time. Be interesting to see with weight trainers, guys that tear their muscles up. It'd be interesting to see what happens using this with recovery. Oh, that's going to be exciting. I can't wait to hear more about that project. In the meantime, if sleep is an issue for you, whether you have a hard time falling asleep or staying asleep and you want to give this a try, uh, Michael's new project Whole Tones Sleep is at greensmoothiegirl.com slash sleep music. And Michael, as always, it's just a, such a pleasure to get to have a conversation with you. It always goes interesting places. And I feel like I talked to you for hours, but safe travels to you and best of luck with this new project. And thank you so much for the for the great sleep project you just finished. And, and to you with all of the things you're doing and so excited about your new home and about your travel and I can tell you and mean it that I really love you. I really appreciate who you are and what you're here to do on this planet to make it a better place for all of us to live. And you're doing amazing things and I'm thankful for you. Thank you.